Earth 2020. Society is in ruins and a virus runs rampant among the world's humble citizens. They are lost. In these dark times, three wayward nerds cross paths at the House of India and realize they are destined to be friends. And so they be. This is their story. The story of the side quest. <sighs> it's a good day. It's a great day. The robot vacuum agrees. Welcome back to SideQuest Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm Luke. And I'm BJ. We have been a productive bunch. Extremely productive. We uh, have. So, on Sunday, y'all y'all got busy. Yeah, we did. We painted the podcast room. Kevin has moved out, leaving... Kevin's dead. That's Kev- our official narrative. Kevin's dead to us. <laughs> and... He's dead to the bachelor life, dead to the single life, dead that, to us. That's right. Dead to all of that. A hundred percent. And so, uh, so now, now we have a room that we painted. We just moved a couch in today. So yeah, Sunday we painted. Um, with, they painted. We yes, had Nate Zilla over with Nate Zilla and his wife, and and Luke just didn't want to help. <laughs> I'm fuck you, Luke. Opened our Snapchat and you replied with, "You fucking monkeys are." Only good for painting, so go ahead and do that yourselves. A hundred percent. And uh, hey, we said we're not talking about the group chats on pod, so I'd like to refrain. This please. is our super mega moment. <laughs> <laughs> but it is like a gunmetal gray. I mean, eventually, people, our you, listeners, will, will you, see it. You will see it, and we'll from this point forward. Definitely, we need to make an Instagram post. Hundred percent. Once the room is finished, we'll do a post. We're all we'll all sitting there, have the we, mic set. I want to keep though the the big surprise, which is what's going on the wall. Yeah, we'll have a good reveal for that. Um, <laughs> and so we just moved in our old couch that was in our living room, and we had to take apart the door frame, uh, but it, we got it in. I mean, it was like it couldn't have been any smaller. Yeah. It, it was like the perfect like we're like this will work oh it's not gonna work I was defeated like, yeah we had to take off these little like one centimeter boards on the, uh, the, the, the side door of the jam. Front. yeah and, and that uh, is what ultimately made it fit yeah I mean at that point I was like this is destiny <laughs> it was meant to happen it was like if it was any bigger he's the physical manifestation of destiny <laughs> who said that fucking uh, um, Alec Baldwin. Yes. In uh, Mission Impossible. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Which we're now big fans of. Man, there's just... Oh, fuck. There's so many movies we have to watch. Oppenheimer, Barbie, Mission Impossible. I want to see got, Barbie no, more than any of them. I'm not going to lie. Really? Yeah. I really want to see Oppenheimer. Because Ken goes through the fucking Officer K arc. <laughs> That's true. Um, it's basically Blade Runner 3. But the problem is, though, is they're, like, from what I've heard, they're vilifying him for, like, well, it, 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 never mind. They're just two different arcs, you know, like, 
Like well, he's not being vilified for being sad about it, the, it's, the it, AI the, girlfriend. The realistic way that he's portrayed is he doesn't know who he is without Barbie, and he learns how to be himself without needing another person. And the women that are watching this movie that are all girly pop and shit are like, man, evil. Yeah. Well, I there's a there's like this like psychologist like whatever dude on TikTok who I follow and he's like this movie is actually very pro men because it deals with the idea of like like going through that stage of like you know where, where like you get your heart broken or whatever you go you go through the stage of fuck all bitches this is all this shit then, I saw but then you go around of like of a girl like crying with her makeup that, like crying down her face and she didn't look like young she looked probably like mm. Maybe like early thirty, like really late, probably like twenty nine to thirty. Taylor's mom cried watching it. Well, somebody was crying, and they were like, "So Barbie says that it's not okay to like be in love, and like I'm not. I guess I'm not supposed to like care about a man and want to be in love." <laughs> I well, it's it's the thing is, I probably would have, I probably would have like not liked the movie as much, like. From the outside, she was like, I just want to be in love. Well, like a lot of it seems that there's got to be something else going on there. <laughs> well, there seems it's the same thing with Oppenheimer. People are there's some people walking away from Oppenheimer going, "How could you like this movie? It's glorifying Oppenheimer." And then people who like watched are like, "No, the fuck, it's not." I mean, the like, whole. I mean, from what I know, you don't about glorify it, a character by casting Killian Murphy. It's 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 not the whole thing. Is it ends with him like being super fucked up by the, the fact that he created the most like. One of the craziest things of all time. Well, and it's a, it's a thing of like they they were like That's a Nate bit thinks, of an understatement. Yeah, 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 let's not get started about how Nate feels about him. One of the craziest things of all time. It's so crazy. It's wild. It, it seems that like because I think people were saying like, oh, Oppenheimer isn't necessarily that he he hated that he made the bomb. Like from the scientific idea, it's like he liked that. It's what happened and the aftermath of. Well, now governments are just making more. It wasn't the stop war button. It was the keep it going. Yeah, like, it let's the- all get bombed. Let's all get nukes. Like, let's all do it. And, like, that's what he was more upset about. Which even then, like, the uh, from what I can tell, the way Nolan, because some of my friends have watched and they're like, yeah, no, you don't walk away from this movie going, man, Oppenheimer, what a guy. You go you go away going, damn. Like, Nathan this shit's fucked up. pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can see it. Creates an atomic bomb. Oh no, people are mad at me. But then we got Mission Impossible Seven. Um, psychopath movie. Psychopath movie's coming out. A spy family movie's coming out. Yeah. Uh, what else is? Uh, I mean, there's, there's probably not gonna be much else that comes out for a while unless these, you know, the strikes end. Yeah. Because I mean, Dead, you see like, what? Deadpool three got paused. A lot of Marvel movies got paused. The, uh, actor for which, Archer, uh, not Ar- uh, Green Arrow, said, about, "Yeah, he doesn't support it." Yeah. That, well, that, well, that was so, interesting. Well, what, he, what he said was, "I support my union. I just don't think uh, striking it works." Or it's like, yeah, productive. Yeah, and that was his case on it. And and people are like, and it's funny because like, unlike a lot of people who are just like, because you've seen all like the people on in TikTok are like, I'm just gonna step in because no actors are coming in, and it's like. Well, no, you're just coming in to take opportunity. Stephen Amell was just like, I mean, I'm not gonna go and like work. I'll I'll stand by my union. I just don't like strikes. That was his. General. Nobody likes strikes. Yeah, but they're a necessary evil. And that's kind of the thing that he was like was it's like because his show Heels, which is like a wrestling show, is on hold because of it. 
No one can act in it. No one can continue. Like, they have their new season, but they can't start filming whatever next season because they, they just can't. So, I can understand, like, how he feels, but, like, I I think the, the thing that matters is that he's like, look, I don't like striking. I don't like a lot of this. I support and stand with my union, though. Because that seems to be the one quote people are taking that they're not showing is him saying, no, I will stand with my union. I don't like it, but I'll do it. Well, yeah, that's that's the media for you. And Scooby-Doo 2, there's that scene where Fred is talking to the camera and he's like, I don't want you to cut this footage to make it seem like I'm saying Coolsville sucks. And then that's the part that they take. <laughs> and that, that's just a perfect encapsulation of media. It's true. Dude, speaking of, it's still such a travesty to me that Matthew Lillard got robbed of Shaggy in that yeah. Scooby-Doo animated movie. Well, did they bring anybody else back from the old cast or no? No, they they cut everybody and didn't tell them. But he was like, I didn't even know that they were. He's like, I saw the trailer. That's the thing. I, I, so I at the very least, well, it's the same thing with Bo Billingsley and stuff for the Cowboy Bebop, where it's like, at least tell them. Like, at least tell them, like, hey, just like, or like your agent or someone from Warner Brothers comes up and says, hey, so we're making a new Scooby Doo movie. We are going with a new cast because we want a new feel for it, a new tone. Um, but, like, and, but at least offer, like, do you want a cameo appearance? Do you like a side thing? Like, but like, just kind of go with. Because they've done this with like Transformers. You want to lunch with the voice actor? <laughs> yeah, you you cool with just getting a selfie? <laughs> I mean, in my opinion, when when someone contributes to the success of a thing and then they remake that thing, they need to pay some sort of kudos to that person. Yeah, because they were especially you know, a if it's like successful. Formula. I feel like I mean, there's like would be other things like maybe like the Hulk movies. You're like you don't like have to, but like I mean, it wasn't. I mean, he was. Shaggy, and everyone thought of him as Shaggy, and it, he encapsulated. I mean, he was Shaggy, and so it's just so hard seeing that. Yeah, well, it's like look at um, I'm still waiting for the Scooby Doo James Gunn movie that's actually made for adults. Whoa, it's I want po- it to a, finish out that live action trilogy. It's a possibility be, now because he's at Warner Brothers. God, that would be please. Oh, because of uh, DC. DC. Now, granted, he's the head of DC, but he could he could write a movie. So Warner they Brothers could do owns Scooby DC. Apocalypse. They could do Scooby Apocalypse, or they could have Scooby Doo in the uh, Lazarus Pit. <laughs> <laughs> Callback. That's a reference, everybody. No, we we need we need we need them to make Ultra Instinct Shaggy somehow canon. I mean, they they have kind of in in the Mortal Kombat movie, I will like use movies, but ten percent uh, of my power. Oh yeah, in in multiverses, Mer- multiverses. Yeah. yeah, right. He's that is so funny to me that that became like a meme, and then like what was it? Because it was the more it wasn't the Mortal Kombat movie like animated one where like Shaggy comes in and grabs yeah, he Scorpion. grabs Scorpion, and he says like Get over here, man. <laughs> and then we, there's always that photo of like. Matthew Lillard in the buff suit. <laughs> a buff. <laughs> um, we that's one thing that I want us to play on the channel is uh, Scooby Doo Night of a Hundred Frights. I'm down as long as we don't play that f- god awful Shrek game again. <laughs> we played. Uh, <laughs> I downloaded some more games to the Wii. Oh, uh, okay. Wait, hold on. Before you go, how did you like Shadow the Hedgehog? For the little bit you probably played, he died so. The frequently. controls are so. It's so. It, it plays. I mean. To be fair, it does play differently than other Sonic games. Where it, it plays in that this same game. This is going to sound really stupid to everybody that doesn't play Sonic games, but he was playing it like Sonic Adventure 2 and not like Shadow the Hedgehog. Which, I mean, 
they're right it, after each other, right? No, it's heroes. There's change. heroes in okay. between. So the, still, Shadow the Hedgehog I, is based on heroes. I, it's I, the same it team. Just was, yeah. It just felt, I mean, like you had to just stand there and walk around shooting people. And I was like... Well, you don't have to. You can do the, the Sonic, run through the level, like hit enemies, Not whatever. when the worms come up. You can't hit the worms. You can. Nope. You gotta jump and hit the worms. Yeah. You, you jump you up and homing gun. attack no, the top of the worms. Motherfucker. <laughs> you got to, the, like, the chemical plant stage. Oh, yeah. Did, Matt, you, did, did you do I, good, evil, or neutral? Neutral. Okay. Yeah, we were just doing neutral because I was like, fuck killing all these guys. We're going to be redoing these stages 13 times. But, um. To get S rank. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And you have. there. So there's so many variations of going through the levels. You have ranks for each of them. Yeah. And then there's two endings per route. And you have Except to. Except neutral. Neutral is only one. Is there just one ending? Or is yeah. it. Because no. Well, because when you go through the, the ending, isn't it it? it? it branches off at the end to five. And the middle one only stays with. Well, no, like at the, like, there's one thing, but like, there's two, like, there's little circles for at the, the end, evil. There's evil ending, like chaotic. Like, so you go through full evil. I guarantee. And there's you, an we evil. just played it. it there's only, it literally showed one direct path. Oh, one path. But at the end, there's there, those two little because circles. You, because the last, on the last level, things, the last level I doesn't have a neutral point. You have to pick a good or evil outcome. Gotcha. For the very last stage, and, I that, was and that will change. Yeah. It literally shows like X's on the top and bottom, so you can't go over. And then it yeah, has. Yeah. There, because then at the very before the like second to lap, the on the ends it branches out to two, so that's why I was thinking that they're yeah. So, that, they're, so that's not endings. No, those are just stages. The little the square is a stage. Oh, there's little circles. I thought those were like the choices you make. No, there's the little circles at the, the end. It's basically just like, hey, in this one, do you want to fight Sonic or fight Eggman? That's like your endings of like fight him, and then Shadow will decide what happens. You can like not canonically, but there's endings where you full kill Sonic. Like, oh, yeah. Shadow just, like, chops him, and Sonic goes, and, like, Shadow's laughing. And it's like, oh, Sonic's dead, or he came really hard, one of the two. <laughs> I think it's called Shrek Extra Large. Yes. Is the one we were playing. And I I remember playing it as a kid and not knowing what the fuck to do, and I thought being an adult would remedy that. Didn't? It did not at all. I got to the same exact point, and I still... With the two kids? Yeah, the two kids and the, and troll. the troll at the bridge. And then you went around, and then you you just got lost. <laughs> yeah. So fuck that game. Yeah, that was awful. I also downloaded the Madagascar GameCube game, which What's I remember What's the other being Shrek better. game? The one that you can, like, do the different people. Like, you could be... There's, like, five Shrek games on the GameCube. Really? There's a Shrek Kart Racer, which is now getting its limelight with the DreamWorks... That's right. ...umbrella Kart Racer. Did you guys see the uh, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2 thing? Uh, no. No. They announced two new characters. One of them is Squidward. And the other is uh, Jimmy Neutron, which nice. is insane to me that he was never in the original. His dad, though, was. Yeah, which... Hugh Neutron got weirder. in. And so did uh, Jenny, XJ9, which... Well, she... Well, that makes sense. My life is a teenage robot. I think that makes sense. Cause well, like it, she, well she, she would be one that I would put in a fighting game anyway. It would make sense until you realize that Nick had so little faith in the show that they pushed it to like Nicktoons after like season one and then just left it to die there. Fair. And it's just the one that got the cult following, so they're like, okay, well, now we'll put it in a video game. I think, I'm gonna be honest, one of my favorite like video games for the GameCube 
like of that era was the SpongeBob SquarePants movie video game. I love that game. That one and, and Battle for Bikini Bottom are you know the uh, so good the tongue sliding stages in that mm-hmm. game or the bathtub or whatever it is in that one. Depending um, on the character you get, I think. So there, there's this one where you have to go into like that rock bottom chasm thing with SpongeBob and Patrick when they have the kelp mustaches. Uh, I remember playing that game so much that I found a skip. And my final, like, time on that stage ended up being, like, 13 seconds. Hell yeah. And you had to go all the way down and up the chasm, ultimately. But I would just, like, jump off at this very specific point and land in the middle of the stage. It was amazing. I I really did love those games. There was something so, like... I don't know. They, they were, like, just quintessential turn-your-brain-off. I mean, they were just good platformers. Yeah. They, they put care into what they were doing. And uh, which one came first, Battle for Bikini Bottom or the movie video game? I think it was Battle for Bikini Bottom first, and they used that framework for the movie game because the movie game was so fun. Yeah. I played that one more than Battle, but like I think I didn't play Battle until uh, the remaster. The remaster. They they made a new one, wasn't it? Cosmic Shake, I think, was the one. Yeah, the Cosmic Shake in that it's same like a, vein. It, yeah, it's it's the same kind of formula, but it's like this one is time travel themed, so they can go back through all the fan favorite episodes. That'd be fun to play. Uh, I, I've thought about us playing the Crash Bandicoot games for the, the channel, because those those are probably some of my favorite platformers I've played. Yeah, I'd be down with that. I've got the... Did y'all uh, play Spyro or and any of the remastered? Uh, I, I really like the Spyro remaster trilogy. It's, it's really good. All the animations look amazing. And then the voices, I think, are all just up of the originals. I really wish <clears> they would have gotten a fourth one. Same with Crash, because Crash Four was really good. Yeah, I, I was hoping for more Spyro. <clears throat> they didn't. They haven't remastered Banjo Kazooie. No, no, they they haven't touched Banjo Kazooie since the 360. Why? Because Rare's working on uh, Everwild. They have Sea of Thieves, which is the constant update game, and they've been working on this game Everwild or Ever something for like years. We have one trailer and nothing since, but they've been working on that. I, I, I'm hoping with the Activision deal being closed and it's like finally official, they can at least pull one team off to be like, you're the platformer team, so we're going to give you shit to do. Uh-huh. And I would say, as much as, I, as much as it's like, oh, you want to use Crash, you want to use Spyro, I'd say, no, fuck it, make a Banjo game. If it's a remake of one and two, cool. Just make a Banjo game and then make a third one. Yeah. I think if they started with just like a remake package of the first two, then they would just take that and form it into a third game somehow. I mean, shit, I'd be okay with a remaster of uh, Nuts and Bolts, too. Just make a trilogy thing. I like Nuts and Bolts, but it's not a good banjo game, but it's a fun game. Yeah. That was the pack-in I got with my 360. I had the one that was, it was Nuts and Bolts, and then the flip was... Yeah, with, it was like Need for Speed or something, Mm. or Forza. There was, there was another one that was like Fable, it was Fable 2 in, was it Halo 3? I, th- I think so. Yeah, that's a good one. And it was it, it was like it was like that back like you just flip the case over and it's it's the other there one. There was one that was like uh, Kung Fu Panda the video game and like Fusion Fall or something. Not Fusion Fall. There that's was the one Cartoon dude. Network there thing. was one which is honestly a goaded dual pack to get, but it's Elder Scrolls Four and Bioshock. That's dope. I will imagine like that. Yeah, imagine getting your 360 and those are the two get because they were both ironically I didn't know this at the time because uh, this is before Bethesda made their own publishing house it was it was published by 2K and so was Bioshock so they both got the the dual pack thing uh, and I'm like that's insane 
I'm so hyped. Speaking of Bethesda, I'm so hyped is, for Starfield. Two uh, K, other than like their 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 sports games. Is, I mean, they just is, have different studios. So you got your Bioshock devs. They'd have they they own Bioshock, the Mafia games, um, uh, Gearbox with Borderlands, Borderlands, yeah, and Bulletstorm. Um, they technically own Duke Nukem because that's Gearbox as well. But there hasn't been a good Duke Nukem thing ex- except the Bulletstorm DLC that just puts him in the protagonist chair. Yeah. Which, I'm gonna be honest, that is so funny to play. <laughs> We're never gonna see Duke Nukem again. I think you can, in the same way that we have, like, Cobra Kai making the, like, the villain of Karate Kid, like, kind of just a himbo idiot. Yeah. And that's that's how you make Duke Nuke Nukem, like, modern. Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem. I need to go back and finish Cobra Kai. I like what I've seen. I've seen the first two seasons. You're not. You're probably just gonna... Watch the bear again. Yeah, I've watched the bear like eight times, guys. <laughs> it's good. It's, it's very so good. good. So fucking good. You know, now that Kevin's dead, um, <laughs> let's just watch Silo, dude. It it seems so good. Yeah, I'm, like top tier sci fi fantasy that I've been waiting for. Yeah, I I really like what I've seen the Silo, and of course this has to be said because I watched Severance finally earlier this year. And season two got put on hold because of the strike, and that was one of the first ones to come out about it. And I was like, "Fuck!" But it's it's good that they stopped it because I don't want it to be Shit. fucky. I mean, that is yeah, such I an just, amazing show. It's yeah. Whoever I mean, the writers of that show are just geniuses. Go to They're just thinking like twelve steps ahead. I mean, it's almost like they write the ending and then try to move back from it. I mean, I I can see that approach. In there, I mean, at least that's how my brain would work because I'm thinking like, like stuff is just so crazy and all these little details are wild. Well, that's the I think they probably start with some sort of bullet point thing of like one thing that connects to another thing and then one other thing that connects to something else and then they try to figure out how to cross those lines. I I could see kind of a big a big web. Yeah. I could see it where, like, they probably did, we made a beginning, middle, and end point. And it's like, it, and when you look at it just in the beginning, middle, end point, it's like, that's a very standard, you know, mystery thriller. Dude, how, and then you fill in the blanks with all the crazy shit. How stressed were you at, the like, the last episode? Oh, I was incredibly stressed out. It was, it wasn't quite Parasite level, but it was getting there. Because it's, you know, they're all, you know, innies. But they're at uh, home Audi. and shit. They're doing their Addy stuff. And they, that poor guy is there. Yeah, he's holding the two oh switches while gosh. he's and beating down as, the door. As, uh, what's the, the black guy's name who, who's like... that? That's who I'm trying to think yeah. of. He's the one that's like coming in trying after to, him. He's like trying to kick down the door. Oh he's like, my. you're in so much trouble. And that, that part's even more hard-hitting for me because he chose to stay behind instead for his of, friends his instead son? of seeing his son that he never knew. God, that show's so good. So good. How sad were you about uh, the guy who played, who's from, um, that's in love with Christopher Walken? Oh my God, that <laughs> that was heartbreaking. He, and then they made the you could tell that they were making a, an any connection, even even though they already previously had an Audi connection. Mm-hmm. It, it's oh, and then he's, and then you go into his home and he's a crazy person. Yeah. And he keeps seeing this like black sludge, and he keeps painting it. And his whole bro, it's it's crazy. And then that part where he like drives to his house, and I'm he's so beating sorry. On his... uh, these are major spoilers, but who fucking cares? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just watch the fucking show. I'll watch it at some point. 
It's crazy. He's beating on Christopher Walken's door, and he's like, let me in. And then they flip back. I can't wait to see what the fucking ramifications of that Dude, are. the first especially episode, with the, especially ooh. with the, the, the red-headed lady at... At, like on the stage, on the stage for the company, and Bro. then the he's at the party with his sister. She's bro. God, so, that show slaps. So good. I'm so glad you just binged it. But Silo, it took me like two days, and I was like, damn. Well, there are. It's that like Apple TV hour long episode shit. Yeah. And then like the bear just is like so incredible, and they're all wait, all te- like 20 minute episodes. And you're like, how? Well, you- except for the the Christmas one. Which is like 45, 50 minutes, That's and true. it's it's just constant anxiety. Would you? Which one was more anxiety, the Christmas episode or that one like episode seven of season one where it's just the the, the shift? It was in the a business thing. The Christmas episode for me because I was watching it and I actually texted my sister and I was like, "You need to watch this episode. You'll get it." I was like, "You don't need to watch anything else. Just watch this so that we can connect over this family trauma stuff." And so that really got me, but the the episode in season one where they start the Uber Eats thing for the first that, time. That maybe that was maybe the most stressful. Just seeing uh what's his fucking name? Carmi. Carmi. Flip the fuck out. I mean, to be fair, that girl fucked him over. Yeah. A hundred percent. I because even in it, they kind of like brush over the fact that like that he was totally in the wrong. And that's not true. She overstepped. They weren't ready. Yeah, he kept telling her that they weren't ready, and yeah. then she just quits on the spot after she doesn't deal with her mess. And I was talking to Savannah about this, and I was like, yeah, I kind of fucking hate Sydney." And she I do, was like, too. It's she was not like, popular Why? opinion, but I do. She, she does, like, she's really good at what she does, but like, and she's just trying to climb this ladder in, like, at the time in this shitty fucking restaurant. And he and she needs to just listen and like ride it out like slowly and then she's adding like oh that pissed me off when she like made the dish and just threw it on someone's table and then he was like this is delicious and then the, the cousin was like when the fuck are we serving we'll roast? serve risotto yeah I, the one that really like Savannah was talking to me about this because she also loves the show and um, she was like yeah I I mean I think Carmi's in the wrong because he like ditched her on that day that they were supposed to do the taste testing thing but my position on that is like Carmi has nothing good in his life right now let him have a day with this girl that he's always loved it's it's a thing where Carmi, like this is this is the honest truth is is there's like levels of brokenness in people which is I, I mean it's why I love Little Miss Sunshine it's it's a, a genuine movie about broken people and this is a genuine show about broken people I give uh, Carmi could almost do no evil t- because because he is a good guy. He's very guarded because of the trauma for he sure. has. Everything for him, I'm empathetic of. Sydney, I'm not. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sydney has the most loving father that's ever existed. <laughs> it's true. He's supporting her in all of her shitty failures and her bad <laughs> ideas that she abandons as soon as they go wrong. But she doesn't the, know how to stick it out. She doesn't know I, how to toughen up and like. I think that's why I like all the characters is because like it's varying differences of. For sure, trauma, but like, like, but like Sydney's is very much just like dude, I even you're just kind of getting started. I even with, love like the old Puerto Rican woman is like my yeah, favorite. She's, she's awesome. Even though she was a, I hated her in the beginning, but they really lead you to hate her. But then yeah. that whole like turnaround when she's like learning from Sydney and she and starts Car- getting like Carmi, the pride out of her she, work. Yeah, yeah. And I was like. Oh, so good. The biggest one for me is Richie. 
Richie's my favorite character 100% and I see a lot of myself in Richie so they get to that episode where he stodges at that like three star restaurant and it's just like the most character development you see out of him it fucking I mean there's still so much character development in like the the last three episodes yeah there's of of season one and I love the way that it ends in season two where Carmi's stuck in the freezer and Richie's the one that goes to talk to him and Carmi's just yelling at him, telling him, fuck you, I hate you. And Richie's like, I love you. I fucking love you. <laughs> and he's like, he just, he won't let anybody in. And it's such a good scene. Good show. Watch it. Seriously, Very go good. watch The Bear. Go watch The Bear. So good. We've also gotten to the point now where we can watch the third My Hero movie. Yeah. Most definitely. We've gotten to the Endeavor Agency, who has become Matt's like favorite character. Yeah, other than All Might. But I have to move past it. The All Might we knew is not is not around. When we get to the vigilante arc, All Might gets some fucking moments, man. I believe it. But right now, Endeavor, I'm loving this the, the boys training arc. I'm so about it. But also, I just I uh, man, Endeavor softened up to me with a little bit of character development. To be fair for him, sometimes it was a lot. Sometimes it's all it, it but takes. That, uh, that's all it took for me, and I'm like. The goat. What ha- what happened was it was the episode where he fights the advanced Nomu, and Matt turned to me at one point and he goes, oh, "Character development," <laughs> and I was like, "Yep, he's about to go through a lot of it." And he was like, "Yes!" <laughs> I was ecstatic, dude. I mean, he's so badass, and he's he's good looking, dude. I love. He, I mean, like I know, like All Night was big, but it was like bodybuilder big versus like. Like a mountain of a man. I mean, there's a reason they draw All Might in a completely different style. Is because he's an otherworldly. Yeah. Like nobody can but, be like this. But Endeavor is is just like I mean, Massive. it's the guy. It's the guy Thor Bjornsson who like plays the mountain in in uh, Game of Thrones. Just like an absolute versus you know like Arnold Schwarzenegger with his bottle body build, but just a like a mountain of a man. Just a massive guy that's like. Holy shit. Yeah. It, it's cool because I, I love the idea of Endeavor where it's like he always wanted to upstage All Might, but not like how it happened. But then like that moment, yeah, he's fighting the advanced Nomo and you're like, this is that moment where he earned that number one spot. Well, before me. that, they go to the uh, the makeup exams for Todoroki and Bakugo and they have that conversation where Endeavor's like, this is not how I wanted to beat you. And All Might's like, you need to think about why you're a hero outside of wanting to be better than me. And that's what kicks the whole arc into, like, fruition. He goes into that fight. He starts being better to the family. He's trying to make amends. The There's that scene where he goes into the house for the first time in forever, and Shoto's like, that's a pretty nasty star you got there, buddy. <laughs> and then Dude, and then he goes out after his old, like... Natsu. Natsu, I was like... Bro, like he he like up and was like, I need to I need to talk to him. I was like, that's his conscious conscience talking. Like he literally was like, instead of like, ah, oh, it's fine. He like in the moment was like, I need to deal with this now. I, when when they animate everything that's happening in the manga right now, you're gonna go fucking ape shit for the stuff that Endeavor does. He's the goat. He, I I love in in my hero that like. It's very subtle, but like in 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 any other shonen or like other ones, like in the, in the past generations, Bakugo would have been evil. Endeavor would have been an antagonist. Like they're very clearly just like this is a, like 
these characters would have just been like, all right, is this villain of the week time? This is the villain of the arc. But like my hero's like, no, no, no. Like they're not irredeemable. They're pieces of shit somewhat, but like they're not irredeemable. Like Bakugo's a kid. All the stuff he's done was just a he's shitty a, kid no, a who did who did like <laughs> shitty things. We did see a lot of Bakugo development in that uh, exam arc. Though. Oh, sorry, I was like, Deku's a pussy. Sorry. Yeah, Bakugo. Deku is a pussy. Yeah, hundred percent. Right but like Baku, right now. Bakugo turning from like school bully who like told a kid I'm to happy kill about himself. That. I'm also jazzed that oh, there was something that got me fired up and it was so dumb, but it did. It was when it was during the Christmas party when Todoroki goes up to Deku and he was like, I didn't know you had a second power. Like, that must have been hard. Like, yeah, he's the same. Actually... And I was like, what the heck? That like he went out of his way to like empathize with him. That's crazy. Deku in Todoroki is like the modern day Gara Naruto, where it's like Honestly, yeah. Where like the two the two characters have had like not not necessarily similar upbringings, but it's the idea of just like they both have different outlooks of like this but like it kind of leads to the same conclusion. I mean it's it's very clear and Horikoshi said it a billion times, but the number one influence for Todoroki's creation was Prince Zuko. And you can see a lot of that in his arc. Makes a lot of sense, yeah. That might be one of the best. That's probably the best character development. Yeah. Zuko is fucking unrivaled. Zuko is my favorite character in Avatar. Like I saw somebody reanimate the uh, the Azula fight. Oh, oh, the last Agni Kai with with the fire that's like rainbow colored. Like saying like looking that like heat. the dragon fire. Yes, that's it, that he he's the true the true fire like fire form. And I was like, you just think about it, my hair. I'm, I've got chills, dude. Yeah, so it's like rainbow colored and and just because then it gives it so much more power to why Azula who has the blue fire and she's just getting like. Like, like, just so aggravated and like beat down, and just, and all Zuko's doing is just defensive moves. Yeah, it's so good. Ugh. I mean, it, again, everything about Avatar has been said eight billion and one times. But you go back and you watch that fight, and you can see him using techniques from all the different people that he's trained alongside. It's crazy. So good. Zuko. I'm so excited for like young adult. Yeah, that that movie that they're coming out with, and then season four or whatever, mm -hmm. it's gonna be so good. It's gonna be so good. I, I I I don't know, man. Like I, we're getting like apparently, granted, it's a mobile game, but we're getting an Avatar game. They're getting the movie. I think it's out. Oh, is the game out now? I okay. think so. Like it's so interesting to me that like they made a whole TTRPG too. Yeah, with their own. I, oh yeah, I do system. remember that. Yeah, I saw that in uh, Target the other day. I went to get the case for my iPad, and I was like, oh shit, is that an Avatar fucking role playing game? I'm, yeah, I love... Avatar is probably... I would say without, like... Without an equal. Like, I don't know. Avatar, like, it... It's its own beast when it comes to, like... Yeah, because you, you want to compare it to anime. But, like, it's not it's an anime. It's not, 100%. But it's not quite a Western cartoon. Definitely. Either. Like, it's very... It's very I, mean, I, I will say what what definitely drives it further, uh, further from Western um, animation is that it's kind of set into like a like a yeah it's very eastern inspired yes the world is yes and i think that definitely like yeah helps push it away from that you'll you'll um, understand this but it's it's similar to like how kind of like how final fantasy 10 was like specifically inspired by a culture yeah and it went all in on that culture specifically whereas like yeah 
Avatar is very much inspired by like a, like a specific Chinese like well I mean they Taiwanese culture in that era they that part of of Asia that was the whole thing they took like four different indigenous cultures and you know molded the four nations around them and it worked out beautifully. I I love the world of Avatar. It's, I think it's, it's so interesting. I think it's kind of ironic that like most of the cult classic Western cartoons are so heavy on serialization. But most networks see that and they're like, no, we need episodic shit. Like, give me another example. Well, like, look at Nickelodeon itself. Like, two of their cartoons that have the most serialization are Avatar. And then, to an extent, I'd say My Life as a Teenage Robot has some because they bring back plot threads and there's a lot of character development there. Um, but they, they look at SpongeBob and they're like, okay, well, SpongeBob, you can just pop in any episode and watch him do some dumb shit. We want we want 18 more Spongebobs. But when Legend of Korra comes out, we'll give you one season and then, alright, fine, you can make another season. But it's gonna have to be ass. Yeah. <laughs> I. It's funny because I think that's why I, I like anime as much as I do is that it's not episodic. Like, some of them may start that way, but like, it's, it is a seasonal, or like, it's a, it's story arc focus, not... Well, you can just kind of watch whatever episode. And I mean, it's, you can have episodic shit in anything as long as there's a continuing plot thread. That just makes it a richer experience. But what's I think what's dangerous in in anime is that episodic becomes filler. Yeah, that is that is fair. Um, well, like I look at uh, the first, the very first season of Bleach is very. It's episodic. like yeah, if you're going into a serialized some anything, and then you're like, let's just make some shit. Where that's not connected to the plot that you can drop in, and you're like, now this is just dumb filler. That's a really good point you just brought up about Bleach, because the whole first arc of Bleach is just monster of the week kind of shit. And I would have, if Bleach was just that, I would have finished Bleach years ago. <laughs> the thing, the thing is, is like Bleach started that way with, but with the the mystery behind the scenes of like, Ruki has got to get her powers back, yeah, and they trickle and, it in. And the Soul Society is like gonna come by, and then once the Soul Society happens, then it becomes action battle shown in fight scenes like fights that last probably way too long but like are still hype as shit and it just keeps going from that way and you never get that episodic nature again and like it on one hand i love where bleach went but on the other hand there is there's no there's no other anime in the in the shonen demographic like that that hits that point of monster of the week with like an overarching plot line but each episode or each like arc is contained like the orihime arc with her brother it's that one the one with chad in the in the ghost bird that Dead. one like it's all these different ones then you can like you can just watch them like you all you watch the first episode and you can kind of pick and choose and then yeah once once rukia gets kidnapped and brought to the soul society that's when it becomes all right story arc plot thread it's the typical shonen shit battles all the time which granted with great characters but I didn't know until the other day when you, like, physically told me in real life that Renji finally got his day with Rukia, and they're married now. Yeah, that is Renji and Rukia and Ichio and Orihime. That ties a, like, neat little knot on my childhood favorite character, Renji. There, there's a, uh, there's a, a, a light novel which hasn't been, uh, 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 localized, but... Is the light novel just a small... Book? I mean, kinda, there's technically, there, Bleach it's has a bunch of light like novels. like an Animorphs book in the way that it's printed, but okay. it's canon to your favorite oh, like, anime. Not like, a, like not a hard copy, but a light 
So or like it's, a hard cover. It's, it's a soft cover, but yeah. they're usually like double spaced, larger print, um, and then intercut every chapter with like illustrations. Oh, okay. So that's why it's light, is because it's I, light reading. I guess gotcha. it depends because Bleach has a bunch of light novels. The first one is that, where it's like this big. Then the sequels of it is like a Bible. Wow. Where I'm like, what the fuck? This is not a light novel anymore. Like this Jujutsu is a, Kaisen's this is just one, a novel. <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen's ones are exactly that. They look like something you put, you pull off of like a magazine cart. That's like, oh, it's for kids. And you open it up, and like one of the first pages is like, oh, so we stabbed this dude in the throat. And you're like, ah, got it. But like, there's a fuckload of Naruto ones. The Naruto ones, which I that again, Shikamaru story. Shippuden has some fucking ass filler, but they animated the light novels. That is, like, I will give Shippuden so much roses for that. Where Shikamaru's story got one, Sasuke's story got one. I didn't know they one. animated that. I'm going to have to seek that out. It's the very, like, last two seasons. So once they finished the manga canon, they went right into light novels and then the the, the marriage and all that stuff. Have so, we like, told you about Shikamaru's story? No. They wrote a book about Shikamaru, like, as when he's Naruto's advisor. And uh, it's in, like, the early years, and they go to this summit of all the Kages, and there's, like, a an argument that breaks out because of some existing tension, and they're basically all about to declare war. So Shikamaru takes down all four Kages at once by himself to stop that. All four? Uh, really? Yeah. Well, he uses his, like, shadow possession, or not shadow possession, yeah, shadow, or the shadow thing. And shadow the, possession. And they're pretty much all saying, like, you know this is, like, a, a, like this can, like, fuck with our, like, They were like, yeah, treaty. this is fucking treason for every nation uh-huh. and and he and he like i forget exactly what he said but his borderlines of the like you won't have time to declare treason after i'm done with you and you're like shikumar is the fucking best character in naruto he's hard as fuck hands down i think him and him and gara are probably two of my favorites because I, I loved gara's like you don't arc. like itachi i do like itachi but like i i, I don't there's some of the bits that are he's handled that i don't like where like the first time he shows up in OG is not handled very well in my opinion. He, he's he is just aggressively a villain, and you can kind of tell like oh, and then Jiraiya has to do like the weird throat tunnel. Mm-hmm. Like he he is aggressively just like the villain for Sasuke, and it's and like I don't and again I don't know like people can argue all they want about what Kishimoto and like all these mangaka like plan ahead of time. But it's like at Itachi's first start, you're, you can clearly see like, okay, so he he is a bad guy, and then as we continue on, you start he starts to get a bit more sympathetic. So you know you keep going through that. So then you go, and then it gets to the point where it's like Sasuke was wrong. <laughs> well, then you get to the point where it's like Itachi's a fucking hero, and Donzo's a dickhead. <laughs> I w- I really would like to see more Shisui. Yeah, I would Who's love the to- fucking resurrection jutsu on that boy. I would love to see just more Uchiha. Like in general, like granted, I would argue Dude, the, but you, moder- I mean not moder- um Minato's also the goat. They just did a Minato The one shot. They did a one shot and apparently there's rumors that it might get a continuation series. So we might get a full Minato manga series. The goat. Written and drawn by Kishimoto. So unlike Boruto, which is drawn by somebody else and written by Kishimoto, Kishimoto might actually just sit down and write a Minato story, which I'm like, gimme. I buy Kishimoto now because they nearly destroyed his legacy and he came out of retirement to stop them. He, he, so I think, I think it was, I forget what arc it was that he came in to write, but I want to say it was the code arc, right? I think it was, uh, I don't know. Cause all the, all the villains now have like six paths. It looks like, 
so I couldn't tell you, but it was the one where they were gonna kill Naruto definitively. Was it was it the Baryon mode or was that is that filler too? Uh the the Baryon mode where he comes it's Kurama dies. Yeah, that's they were gonna kill dies. Naruto yeah. in that arc. Well, he's supposed to die. I think that's the the kicker for for Boruto's character development. We're about to get the time skip in the manga, so I think the best way to kill Naruto is just take away all of his ability to use chakra and just make him like All Might. Well, I yes, but I also think Naruto is. I think if he dies, it's either that or he dies protecting the village. Like that, because that's been his biggest thing. Is he wants to be Hokage? What is more Hokage than protecting the village that you oversee? And he does like he wins the fight, but he dies. Like it's that thing where it's like he he died protecting the, all these people, and now it's like, what does Boruto do with that? Man, I can't wait to see the next shit that happens in my hero with you guys. What's the next arc? Like, don't like say what it is. The, the next, next arc, arc is, is the Liberation Army. Yeah. It goes Liberation, then Vigilante, oh. right? Or no, uh, is there one more in between? Yeah, it goes, um, they do the villain shit, which kicks off the uh, Liberation Army, and then Liberation Army ends with that crazy shit popping off, and then it's pretty much straight into Vigilante because things go south so fucking fast. The uh, one one important thing to note in, in Season 5, because that's what you're in now, right? Is 5? Yeah, or, we okay, just yeah. watched the one where it's... Uh, Nejire, Ochako, and Suyu saving that plane, and that leads into the movie. So there's a, a, a very specific thing. So in the manga, the arcs that you see are switched. What, what happens first? Does the villain arc happen first and then Endeavor, or is it Endeavor then villain? I think it's the villains happen first and then Endeavor. In the anime? In the in the manga. Okay, yeah. in, so, in, the, in the anime, it's switched. I so think. yeah, you're watching the Endeavor arc. You're gonna get to the villain arc next. Is that is is uh, is, th- is that them going back in time to that whole like town exploding? Yeah. Yep. That okay. That they they put me. that thread in like right at the beginning of the endeavor arc. Because in the manga that happens first. Mm-hmm. You see the. And, and it's, I actually it's, think that I like it reversed because it 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 feels it feels like yeah I, I like. I kind of like that. A little the tired. way the manga is written is you're kind of like watching the heroes because get if I was comfy. seeing the whole thing get destroyed, and then I just go into a training arc with Endeavor and the kids. I'd be like, "Yeah, it gives you something to reminisce on." Yeah, I'd be well, like, "What the heck? It, they're well, not going to deal with this whole town being like destroyed by the villains." Well, and, and the thing is, like, they the way it's written in the manga is like the villain arc is happening in tandem with the training arc. So like that happens, and while that's happening. Deku, Bakugo, and Todoroki are training, and then there's a point where it converges of like, oh shit, and it, we gotta it, go. It also doesn't matter that they're interchangeable in a way because it's kind of Hawks is the through line there. Yeah. Hawks is the point that connects the heroes and the uh, Hawks the is Liberation probably Army. Probably one of my favorite characters, like currently. I think he gets he, a really dope fight coming up. Mm-hmm. I like. I mean, it's obvious that he is on the the side of the heroes. But it, he's such a shifty guy that I, it, it leaves doubt in my mind, which, again, I know how it'll play out that he doesn't, but... Do you? I do, especially since now that he was, like... He, you know, he, he, he like, was, like, I had to put on my serious eyes for Endeavor to, like, to let him know. And then Endeavor, like, I love that there was a little bit of, like, secrecy and code. And once, the, like, any sort of, like, espionage, I was like, yes, that was so dope. So I, I really liked, I really liked that. Um, it was very enjoyable. So, 
Yeah, the, I, I'm super excited. World Hero Mission is dude. I, I there, think there's one kid best from, animation oh, in anything 100%. My Hero has ever made. It is, is what the Hawks fight. The thing we're no, about to watch we're, the, the movie. movie. World Hero Mission is the best animation they've really? had. It is insane. Which granted, you make sense. Each movie got progressively two heroes more money. Was crazy. Two heroes that, is good. That last fight was wild. The last fight in this one, like they're oh my gosh, the fucking punch scene. Has been mean oh, yeah, to death. The, that shit is so good. They animate Deku in such a way at the end of this movie where it seems like they actually had a guy like doing all this shit and then they traced over it. Yeah, like it it gets to the point where you're like, what the fuck? Also, that's how I feel about like a lot of those like uh, Shippuden uh, like fights. Well, I'm pretty scene. sure or, that, like the I, Boruto. Like, who's that animator that has like done all that amazing hand to hand combat animation? Uh, oh. I don't know his exact name, but he's currently working on Bleach. Well, he's going to be one of the they, guys that is doing the mm-hmm. the One Piece Fifth yep. Gear uh, episodes. So that's crazy that they're going to be doing like they're getting some the hand to hand. I I was shocked. We're, let's just watch. By we'll the way, that, apparently, that's basically one of Deku's quirks is the gear shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm I'm shocked they didn't get Suhong Park because he's done like the God of High School fights. He's done all Jujutsu Kaisen for season one in the movie. I'm, and he's apparently got his own studio made, but I'm surprised they didn't grab him for One Piece because I think he would have done fucking stellar. Yeah, because like God of High School is like a aggressively like five out of ten anime, but that but becomes a seven out of ten because of the fight scenes. That shit was kind of mid, but I was like, yo, this is kind of fire to look at though. The Naruto fights though, because you, I think because the guy you're talking about, he did the Obito. I think he did Obito Kakashi. He did uh, that one is pretty. Solid. Oh, it's so good. He did um the Momoshiki fight. That was better in the Boruto anime than it was in the fucking movie. Um, but he's done like pretty much every fight where it's like, look at this hand to hand, like stellar There's, combat. Because I saw a clip, I'll have to pull it up again. This would be great when we have the studio and I could we can just throw it up on the screen and watch it live. Is um, he did this other animation <sighs> where it's just this guy in like a, a ball cap in like a park and then just these guys come to attack him and he it's this it's just amazing animation of some dope hand-to-hand combat i bet the spy family movie is gonna blow us all away i hope man i want i want to get some good like twilight hand-to-hand combat i mean it's gonna it's gonna be just like spy family which is gonna be a comedy shonen i i'm gonna be honest part of me at this point is following spy family for the lloyd and uh your just romance dynamic at this point bang already that's that's one of the... I mean, that's the only reason I watch it is because of their whole family dynamic and how they interact with each other. I, I wonder... Because I'm not I'm not caught up in the manga. I have not read the manga. But I, I think that they're going to get together because Anya... I think it's going to be the, mo- the moment Anya tells them that she's telepathic. And she's going to spout out that mommy and daddy really like each other. And they're like... But, uh. I, I could see Anya being the one that gets to keep her secret while everybody else gets like outed. Because that's kind of ironic. She knows everything, but nobody knows about her. I wonder... Well, I wonder if... Because they're kind of, like, sprinkling in, like, a, a possible friendship slash maybe more in the future with... What's Damien is his name? Or the... Yeah, the... The rich kid? The bully kid or whatever. Where I could see... I could see it going where, like, he's the only one who knows. Yeah. And, like, that brings them closer. Where it's just, like, this cute, like... Oh, look at the look at the two together. Like, they're they're adorable. And it's, like... I will say the one thing that's, like, slightly uncomfortable, like, it makes sense from, like, you know, a kid standard is Becky being super into Lloyd. Yeah. But, like, 
let's be real. When you were a kid, you had that crush on the teacher slash your mom's yeah, friend slash somebody's, whatever. Somebody's mom somewhere. Yeah. So like, it makes sense. I think just now that I'm an adult, I'm just like, ah, I don't want to see it. Yeah. I want to see more Bond. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Bond is amazing. Bond's great. I want to see what's the what's the what's the white haired uh, uh, other one, the other agent who's super into Lloyd. Uh, she's like his handler, right? No, well, not the handler. The other one. She was trying to take yours place. Oh, maybe I haven't seen that far. Okay, because she, she's like she's super into like she's like she's like super emotionless, but because Anya can read her mind, it's like the most lovey dovey like oh my gosh Twilight he's so handsome oh my gosh w- our hands touched yeah exactly that but then on the outside she's like all business like you know is the mission going well blah blah and then and, and she sees your and she's like I could be a better wife than her <laughs> I want to see more of her I want to see more of uh, yours brother. Because he's yeah, a fucking dork. That, that one episode is hilarious where he comes to visit and Anya just falls asleep before he gets there. <laughs> I love I love when she wakes up. She's like, is the world ending? Fuck. <laughs> she goes right to sleep. Spy Family was a shocking, like, shockingly good, like, wholesome shit. Thanks. Carmen keeps on wanting to watch it, wanting to watch it. And I do too, but there's... The dub. The dub. and we've. It's, I think the dub's already out. Not on Hulu. Oh. That, and, and it's on Crunchyroll, like, I think. Uh, I just it's Another hard to transfer thing. over when I've just heard all of these like especially with how cute Anya's voice is and just knowing you know just hearing it all and watching like one, two seasons when with you, that when I've you thought, start an anime in either sub or dub it's hard to go to the other for one for sure and it, it, it the thing is it's very easy to jump in like I'm for me I can flip flop easier like I'm watching Jujutsu Kaisen in sub right now but like the dub has started so I'm like I'll rewatch an episode um, but like Oh, uh, I just have to cut in real quick. Speaking of Anya's cute voice, every time Mirio and Aerie are on screen, they both are just like, oh, my heart. So when we get to the end of the Liberation Army shit, they're going to fucking go off, and I can't wait to see that. This is the cutest thing of all I'm time. A, I'm going to need you to, it's like... It's the most epic thing of all time. I'm going to need you to, like, film some, some of that shit. Because, like, I, I, I remember I, like, lost my shit. I remember that. reading it and being like, oh... Dude, if, I think if Mirio gets his power back, I will fucking lose it. I think my hero is. I don't like comparing a lot of these just because I think it's it is too different. But I think my hero is this generation's Naruto. Yeah, where it's, it's like it's your it's the everyman anime. Everyone can watch it. It's it's not super hard I, to get into. Like you can just it's and it's a very easy concept. Mm-hmm. Like this one is like everybody's got superpowers. With with Naruto, it's like they're ninjas, and, and like you just got text, it. text Nate to watch Fire Force. I want to be ninja, but like I think chop chop <laughs> chop on down, chop ching chong down to China down. <laughs> well, because it, it's hard to compare, but like I I think Jujutsu Kaisen is is the Bleach alternative. One Piece is still going on, so that's there. But, like, the fact that we have Demon Slayer that is as popular as it is, the fact that, yeah, you have your Fire I mean, there's, Force, there's Black Clover. three of them that are Bleach, really. <laughs> well, when you when you break it down, I didn't know this until, like, rel- relatively recently, but, like, I was going through, like, interviews and, like, seeing stuff, and it's, like, Gege Akutami, author of Jujutsu Kaisen, has stated that Hunter Hunter and Bleach are, are the two main, uh, like, inspirations for Jujutsu Kaisen. You go to Black Clover, and the author there straight up said that her, that Yami is just her bleach OC that she wrote and put into Black Clover. And you're like, that makes sense. You go to Demon Slayer and the Hashira just the Gote 13. But like, 
I see. I don't know if I would say cooler. They're definitely more like different. Yeah. But like more it's diverse, that, I suppose. And like every like major like shonen, some apparently all of them have met Kubo, and Kubo's been like the guy to like talk to when it comes to like, yeah, I'm just having like writer's block. I don't know how to create this character. He just goes, "Well, try this," and they're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. It. Do you remember that old like fan drawn? Uh, like two page manga that was like Goku trained Luffy, Naruto, and Ichigo. Ichigo. Yeah. It's, it's, and they have that picture like they do in Naruto where it's, you know, the master holding the shoulders of his students. It feels like now, I don't know why it hasn't happened yet, but we could have one of those where it's Ichigo with, you know, uh, Asta, uh, Tori no Sh- uh, Shinta. Have you watched an- that? The Outcast? No, I'm not. Okay, that's the anime I was talking about. Okay. Amazing hand-to-hand combat. Sorry. You no, good. you're good. I do think, though, that you're right, because, like, for whatever reason... I and I feel like you see this with a lot, because, like, Matt will like this comparison, but, like, MF Doom is your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Where, like, he's not the mainstream, sold shit zillion records everywhere, but every rapper you see will say, yeah, MF Doom's, like, one of my favorites. And you're like, what the fuck? It's the same thing in the anime world with he's Bleach, goated. where, like, every fucking mangaka who's coming out be like, hey, what are your inspirations? Bleach is one of those for sure, and I really liked Naruto, and you're like, every one of them has said Bleach. And then you look at the sales numbers, it's like, Bleach is like, the of the big three, the least selling one. It, it got cancelled in the anime, the manga was rush finished, but yet, somehow that's the one that all the like losers who decided, I'm gonna be a mangaka, they fucking love that one. I just have to say, that whole MF Doom comparison, uh, just because I love them, also very heavily... Uh, Blue Oyster Cult situation as well, like they inspired I love Blue Oyster Cult. Inspired every Hall of Famer, but not in the Hall of Fame themselves, yeah. which is fucking ridiculous. So, yeah, I just had to put that out there for sure for the boys. I, I'm very also a really weird name for a band. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but, but like you, you remember that shit. Oh, you say yeah, this is such a memorable name because like Blue Oyster Cult, huh? You're never not gonna like, like. You're not going to forget start that one. a parody band called Blue Oyster Cunt. Oh my gosh. Blue Oyster Cunt. Blue Waffle Cunt. <laughs> do they also have a, a song called Godzilla? They do. Yeah, it was the wasn't the was it no, it wasn't used as a theme. They did a Who's the Who's the Who's the System of Down singer? Serge uh he did the song for Godzilla King of Monsters. They covered it and he sang it as the end credit theme and I'm like that's fucking cool. Yeah, remember that time that uh, that Legend of Zelda parody song got put on LimeWire, and, and we all thought, thought it was System, System of a Down, down. <laughs> for years. Dude, I don't know about you, but I hated that. Like on my iPod, that they would put, like they would force the U two songs on there. Yeah, I I was out of it at that era, but I remember seeing that, and I was like, "What the fuck?" You're out of it. That my, was still like 2011. My last iPhone was an iPhone four. You didn't have an iPod though. I had an iPod Touch before that. So, I yeah, I was going to say, I didn't have it on my iPod Touch because, like, I didn't connect it to my iTunes all the time. And if I did, it was just to put stuff on there. And you had to physically put the U2 album on no, there. No, you didn't. It, did it was, you not? No, that was what was crazy about it. Because it, 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 it would, you'd plug it in. I think that was around it, the time of, like, the iPhone 6 where they could push updates just Because, yeah, data. I was going to say, the, iP- the iPod that I had didn't get it forced on there. So, I never, I well, because, never had the U2 album. Well, 
you know, it was, yeah, it was definitely Force on there, for sure. It wasn't for, I guess I, because I, I had an iPod Classic. I think the first one was, and then there was backlash of it, of them, like, forcing stuff on, and the other ones, but I well, know for I, a fact I the had, first one was like, we're giving it to everybody for free, and that was like, that means everybody has to receive it. It has to well, be. Well, I had, I had an iPod Classic, which is that thick one with, like, 120 gigs, Yeah. and, like, that one, and it had, like, the old charger, which is the thick one that yeah. was on the bottom. Nothing got forced on my iPad, so I've ne- I still have never heard that YouTube album. Well, again, yeah, they didn't, it, they didn't it, do it, was it before, on my, but, like, for... It, it was on my iTunes, but, like, even even when it showed up on the release date, it didn't force it onto my iPod, because I was like, oh, okay. Speaking of Apple, one of the happiest times in my life of the last couple of years was just exploring Matt's old iPod Mini. <laughs> and just seeing how, like, much our music tastes intertwined. Yeah, I, I, was, I was always that kid. It's, it's very interesting, because, like, I... Even growing up, like I was. So in 2014, Apple decided to give everybody with an iTunes account, some 500 million people, a free copy of the YouTube album Songs of Innocence. They say it's the thought that counts, but given the company was quickly forced to release a tool to remove the unwanted gift. Had to release a tool to remove songs from your phone. Now, for sure, that that I I guarantee you that upset more people who had iPhones because that for sure was where like it just showed up. So it, well, it's also it's fucked up, doing, but they did do it like the first time everyone had, had to have that. It's album. also fucked up because it's just taking up your storage unwillingly. Also, how many how many? Because thankfully I didn't have to do this, but how many kids had to have a talk with their parents? Because isn't isn't the fucking cover art just two dudes like sensually hugging? I bet that's why they released the tool. <laughs> like, I wonder how many people were like, had, like their kids had to explain, "Mom, I swear, I didn't download this album." And the the mom's like, "Then why the fuck is it on your computer?" Yeah. What was that video? Have you seen that video of? Oh the, yeah, it is the one. Yeah, I, that's why I was like, I'm like, God, thank God I didn't have to. Like, my parents never like looked at my iTunes because yeah, your parents would have sent you away again. Yeah, like that. Yeah, it's that. I would have sent you. Send the, uh, back to the ranch. The um, did you see that video of the? It's that little girl with her iPad, and the sister's like, "What are you looking what at? What are you looking at? Don't, Don't tell, tell mom. mom!" And it's two gay dudes kissing. Yeah, yeah. And she's like crying. She's like, "Don't tell mom!" She like smacks the iPad, trying to get out the hand. That that would be every kid who's like, "What is this on your iPad? I didn't put it there, mom. I swear to God." Have you seen the one where like the girl with the like a sister with the dad goes through like the like nine-year-olds like search history oh my gosh so funny <laughs> that it'll be like bobby or like bobby's bobs yeah like bobs and then it was like barbecue sauce on my titties <laughs> well that's just the meme i think but also still yeah. that that being in your search history and yeah. like a parent not understanding like i had to like, find what? it to watch it again <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I have I have a lot of those where it's like I don't know the exact name of this TikTok or this Vine, and I just type in the one quote that I can remember from it. So yeah, I, I give the kid a pass on that one. What else have y'all been doing this? Really, a mean? little more Final Fantasy. Not how much, how far yeah. are you into? Not much. Uh, I helped mid. Build her stupid fucking engine. That's the worst part of the game. Yeah, I hated that. Engine? That, that like three, in a car? Like in a boat. A boat engine. But they don't have car engines? Nope. No. And that that's probably it's, that that set of missions is the worst one. Cause like I think that was the one that took me the longest to complete because I kept just pausing it and going to do something else. Cause I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm bored. 
And like, but that that little bit, which granted, at the end, I kind of liked the ending bit where it's like mid's like, one of these days I'll I'll visit my dad with you, and it was kind of like, okay, I get it. Uh, cool. The last thing I did though was I completed some very specific hunting board quests so that I could craft Excalibur. Hell yeah! So uh, get ready to also get rid of that in like a, a two missions. <laughs> yeah, but I I wanted to because I just finished. Which is also kind of shameful to admit. I started Final Fantasy One after sixteen, and I finished it like two days ago. <laughs> and uh, I got Excalibur in that, and I took that into the fight with Garland. So I was like, "Oh, this is you." Fate. You now that you've beaten one again, you got to go back and like actually play through Stranger of Paradise. Yeah. Because now being able to see the parallels and see all the stuff and be like, "Okay, cool." Like I think you'll enjoy it a lot more. I mean, I could, Strangers of Paradise made. It was like three, two, three years ago. I think it was twenty twenty. It was either twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two. It was relatively recent. But it it is a meta sequel slash prequel slash remake of Final Fantasy one. Well, the thing about Final Fantasy one is it's a time loop in the first game in the series. Yeah. No, people who get like, oh, I can't believe all this fucking Final Fantasy Kingdom Hearts bullshit is. But Final Fantasy one, did it on the day first release. Fucking one. It was a time loop that you had to lose to win. And I'm like... What do you mean by that? The whole point of the game... So you're the four warriors of light. You have to get your four crystals to, to do the thing. You go fight Garland in this castle because he stole the princess and you kill him. You bring the princess back and then you go through <laughs> and you find out that... oh, actually, And you go fight Chaos because he's the villain. You find out actually Chaos is Garland from the past... Or the future, who came back in time. Yeah, you killing Garland is what started the cycle, because you killed him in front of this, like, crystal in the the Chaos Shrine that sent him back in time, turned him into Chaos, and he created the things that are blighting the world now that you stopped in present day, and then you went back to kill him. Wow. And so, yeah, in in order (laughs) to stop the timeline, you have to kill him at a certain point in time before he can go back, and before he's, like, been... It's fucking stupid. So you have to replay the game? No. Oh. It's but it's like the, your your playthrough is the final cycle. You break the cycle in this playthrough. Yeah, there's oh, okay. there's time travel and shit involved. All the bosses you fight, it's like, oh, that's Garland put them there, like from the future and brought them back too. So like that's why you're like, okay, what the fuck? Except Bahamut. Bahamut's like just his own fucking weirdo in the side. Well Bahamut he's just like the king of the dragons. He's not like a mythical not super mythical, he, he is, is a dragon. Now. But they retro no, they retro just, dude. You're not going to get this because you're probably not going to play the Bahamut DLC because it's a fucking another difficulty above chaos. But the Bahamut in Stranger of Paradise and now retroactively in, in Final Fantasy One is the Bahamut from Final Fantasy Fifteen, who because he mentions that he he was beaten by heroes uh, after his plan. It was like after his plan to destroy the world and rescue a blighted world or rescue a blighted world was was whatever, and now he's mellowed out. So and and apparently now this Bahamut has gone to different universes like Gilgamesh has, which he's also in Stranger of Paradise too. Fucking crazy. Honestly, if they make a sequel, just have it be fucking Garland fighting all the bosses from Final Fantasy, because the final DLC is him fighting the Emperor from two, and it's fucking awesome. They could just, I mean, at that point, just call it Stranger of Paradise Dissidia. <laughs> Oh, dude, a Dissidia with Garland, Jack Garland, a Dissidia and Clive. With that combat system that would be so good. I would It'd be the most PvP heavy like <laughs> shit I, ever. Dude, having Clive and Jack in one game would be so fucking good. 
They're just constantly growling at each other. <laughs> well, Clive's a more soft-spoken growl, whereas Jax is just like, fuck you. Yeah, he's got more like the, uh, the Geralt growl. Mm. It's like, ugh. No, what I, time are we at? A little over an hour. Okay, I just... Uh, what time is the couch coming? Six. Six. So we got an hour, but, you okay, know... Tight. I'm also feeling kind of wiped. I could probably use... Um, honestly, you know what I could use? What's that? Some dubby. Sounds like a great idea. I just would re- could really use some jitterless energy in our two... You know, one of our two favorite flavors, Push and Punch and beach and peach and it's just great i start every day with it it's amazing it wakes me up i don't feel like shit when i get home and uh yeah if you use uh matt, c- coupon code take it sleazy all one word at checkout you'll get 10 percent off matt what what website could i go to use the code take it sleazy uh w d u b b y dot g g W.gg is That's where I would correct. go to use w. code dot Take It Sleazy <laughs> to get 100%. 10% off. 100%. Buy W or I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was at work the other day and uh, I can't remember what happened. It was some minor inconvenience. But the thing that popped into my head was that episode of uh, I Think You Should Leave. Sorry, I was just thinking about when we were in the car, and I go, what's jittering? Not me! <laughs> no, we were helping Luke move, and uh, we were driving with all this stuff in the back, and he was like, I can hear something jittering back there, and I picked up my cup of W, and I was like, it's not this, brother. <laughs> so, what happened at work? I'm so sorry. I, I can't even remember what happened, but the first thing that popped into my head was, for 50 seconds, I thought monsters were real and I wouldn't have to go to work tomorrow. What the fuck did they do to us? What's wrong with this world? Hey, speaking of that premise, y'all should watch Zom 100. That anime is one of the best things. Like, it's a comedy. It's a bit more adult. But it's literally what he said where it's like, oh, monsters exist. I might not have to go to work tomorrow. Is literally the premise of this show where... This, this dude is a corporate slave. He's just, he, he hates his job. He hates his life. All that. And then a zombie apocalypse happens. And unlike being scared and like, oh no, zombies, his first thought is, you mean to tell me I don't have to go to work tomorrow? <laughs> this is the greatest day of my life. And he's being chased by zombies, and, but he's like smiling. The world is full of color now. And he's like, this is amazing. I love my life. And he goes and fucking like, he goes to his like the girl he loves because he's gonna confess to her. He goes to his boss to give him a piece of his mind, and just and now he's like, you know what? Now that I don't have a job, I'm gonna fucking just rail this bucket list that I have uh-huh. before I might die from zombies. And it's it is legitimately some so much fun. That reminds me. Speaking of Japanese businessmen, <laughs> we have a lot of them that stay at the hotel and they can speak a little bit of English. And this one guy came in, and he had a reservation under the name Johnny Shibuya. And I was like, oh, are you from Shibuya? And he was like, Kansai. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> I could see you be like, do you know Ryuji? Are you the dragon? <laughs> Dude, speaking of another thing we watched, BJ and I, uh, I'd seen a TikTok about a, a, a documentary on Netflix and we watched Unknown, The Lost Tomb, and it's a, a it doc- was, I, I was expecting the documentary thing where it's like, we're going to go look for this thing. We didn't really find anything, but it was still cool. Yeah. But and in it's this, still it's like, out there. Yeah. 
But in this, they find the longest fucking like transcript of the Book of Death they've ever found in history. It's like and, 30 feet. Yeah, and a whole new fucking pyramid. <laughs> it's so wild. And then there's this one part where they're like, we found this like tomb and it was filled with like like statues like in gold leaf like and they're pulling out the, I mean it's it's immaculately preserved it's shit. so crazy and then they're like you know why they have all these statues it's to protect them so and we can't open the casket the, the, the sarcophagus until we get all these these uh like statues and relics out so and then like getting a them sandstorm out, and then a up. sandstorm happens and they it, they overdub it with like me and Matt were like, get the fucking curse of the Pharaoh. Dude, get the fuck out of there. Run. I would be, I've seen this I in would, so many movies. Bernard Fraser is not here to help. <laughs> but it was incredible. It was the production value was wild. It was it awesome. Was, I highly recommend it. Yeah. I have been I, I texted BJ this and I gave him a list of what I'm doing. I am going through the entire because we watched Dragon Ball Superhero last week. That's true. And uh, I didn't. I don't think I asked you, but but Matt, how did you like it with like no context, no whatever? Like, how did you really like it at the end? Well, of the I day? really liked Piccolo because it was all might. Piccolo's <laughs> great. Piccolo is the best character in Dragon 100%. Ball. Hundred uh, percent. But I, I got this inkling. I decided I'm going to download the Dragon Ball Z Kakarot game, uh, and then I found out that it's the best Dragon Ball game in my opinion. Besides, that isn't a core fighter. So you say this. But Jesus Christ, I had to down... So I downloaded the current version, because it was on sale, like, for all the season pass, everything, all DLC. I was like, oh, hell yeah. So I downloaded it, and you know my oh, internet. Steam Deck? No, uh, Xbox. Okay. Uh, download it. Took forever, because it's 40 gigs plus all the DLC, and because my internet sucks. And I found, like, all right, cool. Open it up, and I'm like, all right, I already have a save file, so I should probably be fine. I go to click my profile, and then it says, sorry, your save data is from an old version of the game. So what you're going to have to do is download the Xbox One version of the game, save the game, and then you can play it on your Xbox Series X version. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And so I, and, But they have a free download for, like, it's just to upgrade. So I download that, another 43 gigs. Yeah, and I'm like, Bandai Namco is very bad that. about file compression. And so I had that going again, and I'm like, I'm not going to play it tonight. So I was like, what do I do? And I, 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 went th- I was going through, like, Reddit, whatever, and someone had posted a thing where they're like, if you want to get into Dragon Ball, here's a list of just not no filler for the whole series. And it was literally just like, here's the episodes watching OG Dragon Ball, just watch Dragon Ball Z Kai, watch the movies of Super, then watch the anime. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to do that. So I started watching OG Dragon Ball again. And uh, OG Dragon Ball is wild. Yeah. There's f- a lot of sexual assault. Oh my gosh. The amount, of, the amount of shit that I'm like, even me, I'm like, Jesus Christ, that girl is 15. Isn't like, it like episode one where he slaps Bulma's pussy? Yes. And Bulma is like 15, 16 years old. Goku is a child and who's getting in these sexual situations. Yeah, he's like six. But You see his dick constantly, too. It's like... I'm like, like first frame that Goku's in, he's naked. What? It is wild. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But then... Then it, and I hate saying this, but you get used to it because of how often it happens. Like, the episode with Launch, and they're like, just to get... Because like, it's Krillin, Goku, Master Roshi, and he goes, I only train you if you bring me a really hot girl. And Launch, who's in, running from the police, they go, well, come with us. And Master Roshi gets everyone, because in order to get Launch to do it, he has to get the boys to do it. They're all wearing these scantily... Oh my gosh, they drew to draw a little peener on yeah. him. Yeah. 
Yeah. OG. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is wild. And uh, there's so much shit that I'm like, oh, this would not fly today. Oh, my gosh. Nope. Yeah. There like, he is with a little monkey tail. Yep. Yep. <laughs> just standing there. Just naked as the day he was born. Yep. It is wild. But, like, I, I have... I, so, I've, I've been watching this perch binging it. I am now at the point where Goku has gotten older. Oh, my gosh. They do... It's happened so often. Yeah. You should see Chi-Chi's original outfit when she is also six. Yeah. It is wild. But I've, I'm finally at the point where Goku is older and now actually wearing the orange gi that he's, like, known for. So, he's, he's done the Master Roshi training. Yes. And it's now we're getting into the, like, Budokai tournaments and, like, he's meeting other characters. And I'm like, all right, cool. Now it's getting to, like, where it just becomes a battle shonen instead of a weird pervert comedy thing. Which is still kind of that, but, like, I will say they move on pretty quickly. Gigi is uh, Goku's, Goku's wife. wife. Yeah. Her original outfit is this, like, football helmet, pads, and a, like, bra, and then just panties. Like, it's fucking wild. And a cape. And I'm like... Also, voiced by Laura Bailey, by the way. The fight he has with Grandpa Gohan in OG Dragon Ball always hits me. That well, moment is, that you described it very accurately. Yeah, it's like a, it's the top part is just football pads with a cape and a helmet, and then just pink panties. And I'm like, she's she is his age. She's six. Why is she dressed like this? Yeah. And then and then once you get into the tournaments, then everybody's dressed like a normal fucking person. Like it, it's very clear that in the Dragon Ball universe, society just moved on from shit, except for Master Roshi. He's stuck in his ways. Uh, but there's that. Master Roshi's a vibe, though. I mean, if I could just be old and, like, just look at porn all day, I mean, like, I, I might be fire. Living on an island house? I do, yeah, no. The fact that he's just on, he's away from society and his own shit, I thought it was kind of fire. Yeah, the fucking Kame house is just the city pop aesthetic boiled down into one place. But, uh, it, it, it it's very it's it's definitely a product of its time. I love it when they give Master Roshi his due. Mm-hmm. Like in the um, what is it the Universal Tournament? They send Roshi in. Roshi's actually a very good fighter. Like that's the thing that people I think just because of how fucking far Goku goes, that you're like, oh, Goku and Vegeta are like the most powerful people. Now Gohan is like we like, but then it's like no Master for a human with human standards. Master Roshi is like top tier. I still Fighter. think one of the most badass moments in Dragon Ball history is when he goes to put out uh, Ox King's castle with the Kamehameha. That shit goes hard. The Red Ribbon Army uh, like arc was actually pretty good. I actually liked that. And then and then watching it after watching Superhero recently, I'm like, nice. Like getting all the references and like seeing all the stuff and like being able to pinpoint. Yeah. Yeah, no, OG OG Dragon Ball is a vibe. It's definitely, if you ever decide to watch it, get a non-filler list, because I decided to watch like a couple of filler episodes, and they are bad. I But uh, it, I, is, it is, it is a, it, it's an acquired taste, because you kind of have to realize this is like the 70s or 80s for Japan. This is going to be controversial, but I think the best way to experience Dragon Ball Z is in Kakarot. Because they explain shit that Toriyama just completely forgot about. All these characters that he just stopped writing because he Launch. doesn't remember. Launch yeah. is one of them where you see her again and Goku's like, oh, hey, Launch. I remember playing Kakarot because I had not seen OG Dragon Ball in so long or like hadn't seen all the way through. I'm like, who the fuck is Launch? Android 8 is a huge part of it as well. Um, the guy, what's his name, with the turban from the first tournament. Uh... He fights that one girl that gets down to her panties and he gets all like, oh, shit. 
I don't know, but he's in there. I don't know if I'm at... No, his first tournament... I think I know what you're talking about. That's the one where Master Roshi dresses up and he's like, I can't let the power go to their heads. I think, I think I've watched that. That's still Kid Goku, right? Yeah. So I have watched it. I'm going to be honest it's, with you. It's the one where he buys Krillin and Goku the suits with the hats and he takes them there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. The first tournament just kind of was like... Yeah, it's all just kind of like filler until you get to the part where they're actually fighting Roshi. I am very excited to get to the Piccolo stuff. Yeah. Because that, to me, is going to be the most fun because you get Demon King Piccolo... And then the gross scene where he just vomits an egg. And spits it a billion miles away. And then that's current Piccolo. And he grow he dr- grows up and becomes just Piccolo. And that's isn't that the final fight, technically, of, of OG Dragon Ball? OG Dragon Ball is him and Piccolo, Piccolo Jr. Jr. Yeah. in the, the tournament. Because he comes out of the, uh, the training arc that he did. And then Chi-Chi meets him at the tournament. She's like, oh my god, we can get married now. And he's like, I don't remember making that promise. Dude... I need to show you this video uh, <laughs> that had me dying because it was it was like the case for Goku being a good father. It's so funny, but um, I I'm very excited to get to to Kai because no filler Dragon Ball Z is the best way to watch that. If you're gonna watch it, I think yeah. If you're a gamer, play Kakarot. That's actually really a solid way to get into it. It's I think it's a better way to get into that versus because like I think the Ultimate Ninja Storm games like the Naruto games are ways to re-experience when you've already watched it. I agree. I think Kakarot is a very good way to just play Z because now especially did you see the the DLC the the so they're doing a new DLC which is the final tournament of Dragon Ball. The OG Dragon Ball. Yeah, with with Piccolo Jr. But the DLCs are just all the Z stuff. So the Battle of Gods, Resurrection F, History of Trunks, and then Bardock. Yeah, I, that's I, the deal. That's I the still current. haven't played the Bardock one, but I know it's going to be good because History of Trunks was amazing DLC. I need I need to play that because it, it is just those movie or those things, right? Just yeah, but I film. I would watch History of Trunks first. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch you. all of Kai like and then History of Trunks and the Legend of Bardock, which Bardock I didn't know this till recently. He's in the super manga. They're bringing him back. Good because they, I I bet they'll make that second Bardock special canon then. I'm I'm wondering because because he showed up in in Broly, because uh, that first part of Broly is great. The Saiyan yeah. lore, awesome. Um, seeing Bardock and Goku's mom, seeing Vegeta's dad, and then like Broly. The way that that ends too is incredible. Bardock facing down Frieza's whole army by himself, even though he knows he has no chance. Bardock is the goat. I and which granted, it's funny because when you look at it, the Saiyans are kind of shitty people too they're like a warrior race who steals planets yeah but like Bardock's cool because you know for shitty people they're at least not as bad as Frieza yeah (laughs) that's another thing uh, we talked about like uh, giving kudos to the actors Uh, Frieza's OG actor died Um, did they did they get to do Resurrection F or was this after that I think they it was either a year before or a year after so they didn't get to... It, it was either they definitely did and that was the last thing, or it was over right Cause before. Because I, I, I like watched a couple scenes of Kai for, for that Frieza shows up, and I'm like, damn, what a good portrayal of Frieza. Yeah. Specifically the English actor. I don't know how what the Japanese actors are doing. I'm not watching Dragon Ball Japanese. Yeah. Fuck that shit. What a waste of time. <laughs> I'm, I'm very interested, though, to get into Super, because Super technically doesn't, doesn't have filler... 
because it's an anime original thing, but then they made the manga and cut out like half the fucking show. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've been rewatching all of Dragon Ball along with Zom 100, uh, Bleach Thousand Year Blood War. Core 2 is doing phenomenal. They just had the probably one of my favorite fights so far, which is Bambiette versus the, I think, Kono, not Konohamaru, uh, the captain who's a dog. Basically, and he got his human form, which was fucking awesome. And his and his like his like true Bonkai showed up, and I was like, "This is stellar." And then Bambi got turned into a zombie because that's how that works. And it's the most fucked up shit in the Bleach manga because Giselle's fucking creepy. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen is probably with this new season and knowing where it's going because I've caught up in the manga. This is going to put JJK in that uh, in that conversation of best new gen anime because the this five episode arc stellar and then we're going right into Shibuya which is like the moment where the manga readers are like this shit is amazing and so I'm very I'm very excited to see where people like the internet reactions to all of Shibuya happen but currently you know Jujutsu Kaisen is probably I, I, I can safely say it now that I've read the manga I'm watching the anime I think Jujutsu Kaisen is my favorite of the new gen anime or new gen stuff so I, I like it better than My Hero Black Clover even it's hard to say, but it's up there to me with Chainsaw Man. Whoa. Where they're both kind of similar. Uh, for different reasons, but Chainsaw Man, JJK, and Dan to Dan, which is the th- manga I told you guys about. Those are probably my three favorite manga I'm reading currently. They are so fucking great. Bleach and Berserk are still my top two. Hell yeah. Um, and then right below that uh, is Naruto, because I, I just have a love for Naruto. But the, these three, JJK, Chainsaw Man, and Dan to Dan are like the new gen I love. I have a question for you, Luke. Yo. We're about to watch the final My Hero movie of what is out right now tonight. Mm-hmm. You know they got to do another one because they always do. I mean, <sighs> I mean, he was out of ideas for the second one, and then they made a third one. Fair. So, what do you think with season seven coming out? the The next movie will take place during Vigilante. If it does and it gives us more vigilante shit, dear God, please. Or the next one will happen after vigilante, but before. Or no, I could see the next movie happening before Stars and Stripes. Yeah, just give something because I think that's really the only spot where you have enough time to do something. Well, I mean, there's there's a little bit of ambiguity in the manga about how long Deku is out there, and they don't show a ton of it. It's only there for a couple of chapters. If they make a vigilante movie that somehow ties into the vigilante manga that is getting animated, if I would lose my shit. If it's somehow a crossover between Deku's vigilante arc and the vigilante manga, that would be fucking insane. I and could you see that being the backdoor pilot for the vigilante like anime? I think that where, would be perfect. Where it's like here's the characters, they're here and Let's show you, how we got you, here. If you want to see how we got here, here's the anime. Because at the end of Vigilantes, uh Koichi does become a pro and he goes to America to work at that agency. So Man, if I'm he just hears saying, some shit's going on at home, I'm he just would, saying he he comes with stars and stripes. It could work. That would be so dope. I'm gonna be real though. I kind of hate that. That's one of my one of my small gripes with my hero, and it's kind of the same thing I have with like Naruto and a lot of even Bleach, where here's this brand new character that's super powerful. They're here to die. Yeah, because we we can't kill off the main cast yet. 
because we need them all to survive. So we have to have we have to have this super powered individual who's like the best of the best to show know, how the, the villain story of of the last guy made sense. Which guy? Of the the last movie, the of the bad guy. Well, movie oh, movies and, uh, are my hero. Yeah. So I'm not talking yeah. movies. I'm talking like the can of the manga. But I'm saying usually with anime movies, a lot of the times it is that it's like here's. The, we're going to create this one-off character. Well, yeah, they movie. create new characters because they can't to, use the main yeah, cast to, to kill, kill off. off. Yeah. yeah, that character nine is kind of there as like foreshadowing for another character mm. that you already know of, but some shit pops off with. Well, like, what I'm talking more, and you'll get it later, but like, and it's kind of happened in my hero, but it happens in Black Clover, it happens in Naruto, it happens in Bleach, and I'm talking the manga, like the canon storyline where it's like. We can't kill off Naruto. He's the main character. Sasuke's doing his own thing, so he can't be in danger. We, I have a plan for Sakura, kind of. Um, so I, I can't do that. So let's bring in a new character to fight this villain to show how bad this villain is. Because we don't want to kill any of the main cast because they're fun. Unless it's Neji. But even then, he lasted till the fucking fourth war. Yeah. Like, how long? To, like, Jiraiya's death was the first time in Naruto that I was, like, actually sad. Every other death before that was like, I don't give a shit. You were you were shown three episodes ago, like that. I and that's again. There's that's also more, kind of a thing with Naruto where it's like only bad people die. <laughs> well, and that's that's I that's why I like Chainsaw Man, Jujutsu Kaisen, all these newer shonen where it's like we're not afraid to do that. Like even even Black Clover is changing its tune on that now, and like my hero is now I need to catch up with Black Clover. My hero is doing it now that I made it like 150 chapters in. It's a solid manga, I think. Like, honestly, for a shonen, it's... The, the problem for me is they got into a point where it's like, all right, everybody has to go on this mission, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Wait, is it the... has Where you're at has Asta and... Uh, at this point, Asta and... Um, what's his name? That fucking Chad with the katana. Yami. Yeah, they've fought side by side. Okay, that's where I stopped in the anime. That's where I stopped in the manga. Yeah, and, and like... I've told I was told that's the worst place to stop because the fight right after that is some top tier animated level shit where they're like they got a budget here and I'm like fuck I guess I'll continue but yeah when Yami and Asta fight side by side it's good so you haven't even seen uh, I'm I'm not caught up I, I would say I got to chapter 280 and they're at like 330 so I, I let it I let it kind of lapse for a bit but Black Clover is like. I don't know, man. Like, Black Clover, it's starting to get to where it's like, oh, we can kill off characters because I guess we're close to the end. But, like, I think that's why, yeah, like, that's why I like Chainsaw Man, Hell's Paradise, Jujutsu Kaisen, Dan Dan, and all this shit because they're like, fuck it. This character's important, but, like, you know, it'd be really more important if they died to make this character go through an arc. And I'm like, good. Give me that. Like, yes, I love this character, and yeah, it hurts me when they're dead, but, like, that's going to hit me harder than... I know they're gonna live. Yeah. Like the amount of times when read when I was reading Jujutsu Kaisen, I'm like, well, clearly this character's gonna live. He's gonna go join the team, and then they go, so you thought he would live, and you're like, I'm like, oh shit, and then you go to like a backstory arc, you're like, okay, well this is gonna happen, yada. Nope. Go to Shibuya. Well, clearly they're all safe. No. Culling games. No one else is gonna die, right? <laughs> like at this point, I feel like there's only five characters left in the damn manga who can live. Well, speaking of death, we need to move in this couch in a little bit, but yeah, I also want to we, see Bakugo and Todoroki fucking kill some yes, people. Dude! We, we got it. We got yeah. it. That, Sorry. Thank you for thank you for listening, <laughs> and as always. Take it sleazy. <laughs>